Are you a glass half full person or a glass half empty person? Are you a natural pessimist or an optimist? This is Monday, September 19th, and we're continuing our study looking at the generations. Now, perhaps you've heard it said, whatever bleeds, leads. That's according to the news, right? It's true that our society is attractive by negative news. We rubberneck our way through each day, hearing about the latest war, the latest shooting, the latest storm. We can come to have a negative view of the world, and even our lives, wondering when the next shoe is going to drop. We come to expect the negative and miss out on the hope and joy that is ours through the goodness of God. And this is especially true as we think about the generations. We often hear disparaging words about the generations that are coming, lack of hopefulness really. But our hope is in God and his promises. And that was one thing that always set God's people apart from everyone else. They were a people of hope. Now, hope for them did not mean wish dreams or desire that things would get better. Their hope rested on the promises of God. Our scripture passage for today is taken from such a promise. 2 Samuel chapter 7, starting in verse 11 and going through verse 16. The Lord declares to you that the Lord himself will establish a house for you. When your days are over and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, your own flesh and blood, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father and he will be my son. When he does wrong, I will punish him with a rod wielded by men, with floggings inflicted by human hands. But my love shall never be taken away from him, as I took it away from Saul, whom I removed from before you. Your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will be established forever. As David got older, his thoughts turned from conquest to doing something more permanent to honor the Lord. He'd been king and successful, and he decided he wanted to build a temple for the Lord. After all, he'd built an impressive palace for himself, and it didn't seem right that the Ark of the Covenant was in a tent. David had a mansion he was living in. So David told the Lord he'd build him a temple. But God turned David's word around and told David that, no, he would build a house for David. The Lord promised to establish the throne and house of David forever. It is this promise and hope from this promise of God that sustained God's people for, all, for generations. You see, in Hebrew, there really is no word for tragedy, but God gave his people the language of hope. And as a result of God's promises and knowing the sovereignty of God, well, that meant history is unfolding with purpose. God will be faithful to his covenant. This is how we hope across the generations. Now, since David, we have more than a hundred generations when people have walked with God. 
those that know the grace and goodness of God. Think about that. The God that made this promise to David has sustained a people for himself to walk with because God is the one who is faithful to his covenant. Now, because of this, we reject the idea that history has no meaning, that it's unfolding randomly. We know the guiding hand of God is moving our world toward the fulfillment of all his promises in Jesus. Yes, that one that that he shall have someone seated on the throne of David, the one that has established David's throne forever, well, that one is Jesus, the son of David, born of the line of David. Now, of course, this begs the question of how we will see history and the events of our world. How will we come to see them? Are we living in the hope that comes from knowing God and his promises and that they will be fulfilled in Christ? We have this because this living hope because God spoke into our world and yes, also because God has come into our world. Because of Jesus, we know that history will, does not consist of endless, meaningless cycles, but the plan of God unfolding in the events of our days. You see, the scriptures are filled with this mood of expectation, you might call it. The expectation that God is working and that he will fulfill every promise he has made. He will fulfill these promises in Christ. I love the way the Apostle Paul expresses this. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the Amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. 2 Corinthians 1.20 This is the source of our hope as we look down through the years and across the generations. Yes, in the context of pessimistic ideas about the coming generation, there are the promises that God has made to establish his kingdom through Jesus and redeem a people that he binds to himself. This is one reason why we pray. Prayer helps us approach the sovereign God about the generations to come, about our own children and our own grandchildren. Let's pray together. Gracious and loving Father, we trust you and your ways. Thank you for your faithfulness that reaches to all generations. We look to you knowing you remember your promises. Forgive our pessimism and remind us of the living hope we have in Jesus. And Lord, give us powerful prayers for our children and those that come after them. Father, we thank you that you are the God that raises the dead. Remind us of your mighty power and your steadfast love. For in your name we pray. Amen. <music>